The true origin of our country's native distilled libation is hazy at best. What we can say with some confidence is sometime around 1770, whiskey distillers in Kentucky started storing their spirits in charred wooden barrels. These hardworking farmers and businessmen were simply trying to make a living. Little did they know that over two centuries later, three of America's native sons would be inspired by their discovery to come together in discussion in an attempt to understand everything from the perplexing to the absurd. A symposium on discernment, if you will. This is an examination of life. Welcome to the Bourbon Chronicles. go happy sunday everybody hey happy sunday bourbon chronicles volume three ladies and gentlemen and i gotta tell you i'm so excited you know why it's a three-day weekend oh yeah you know the best thing about a three-day weekend it's three days long you get monday off (laughs) so excited yours was a four-day weekend right yes it was a four-day weekend i gotta work tomorrow so you gotta work tomorrow are you kidding me guys we both have work so thanks oh my gosh let's shut it down let's go home So I'll go home. Show's over. Play the music. Nicole, do you have to work tomorrow? I do. Right, so I'm the only one that's off tomorrow. Thanks for celebrating. Party of one, Hamilton. I was so excited. Three-day weekend. Uh, gentlemen, introduce yourself. My name's Alan. Hey, I'm Kelly. And we have Nicole here that's Hello. producing the show. Hello, Nicole. I'm Hamilton. And as I said, this is volume three of the Bourbon Chronicles. We're going to be talking about Angel's Envy today mm. or this afternoon. Um, so, guys, I got to tell you, I missed you. We haven't really hung out much because, Kelly, you've been traveling. I was traveling, and, and you had the flu, so I tried I to stay. The keep flu my or whatever it was, something, Nasty. Uh, which I still sound like I don't feel good, but I feel much better than I did last week. And, Nicole, do you feel better? Uh, absolutely. Cool. You guys look a lot and feel a lot better. I know. It was I'm a rough excited, week for man. You. I'm excited because I don't have to work tomorrow. Yeah. So it's President's Day. So let me say this real quick. So presidents and whiskey. I just read this. Um, it all began with the country's first president, George Washington. Which happy birthday, George Washington! Tomorrow, uh, he had he actually had a distillery uh, in Mount Vernon that operated five. Cooper Pot Stills that produced nearly 11,000 gallons of whiskey in 1799. Did you know that? Wow. I did, actually. Did you really? And and his thing was rye, I believe, wasn't it? Yep, it it sure was. Yeah. Man, look at Alan. Did not know uh, that. I just dropped a knowledge bomb on you. Man, you sure did. There you go. You tried to sneak one on us, but Alan... I I did. I tried to catch you off guard. Alan hit it out of the park. Negative. Knew it already. (laughs) So that was... uh, We listened to the record company. That's a song that starts out... And that's our intro song, yeah. That's our intro song. And so Friday night, um, I, my plan was to see them live in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you guys were going to come, but you couldn't. Kelly, I couldn't make it. I was in L.A. all week, which is we'll, we'll get to that <coughs> topic maybe later. But So here's the deal, okay? Yeah. So they played at a place called Mavericks in Jacksonville. They had an, uh, two opening acts, and one of them um, – What's the name of the group that you knew? The Smooth Hound Smith. Smooth Hound Smith was which I never heard of. How they um, do, how they do? Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. And then right. the second one was Jamestown Revival, and then the record company, which is the main reason I went, was to hear those guys play. Right. So <clears throat> doors open at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I realize that I'm not as young as I used to be, but what time? If if the doors open at seven thirty, what time do you think they would come on the record company? What was oh ten. Yeah, with two opening acts, maybe nine thirty. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like so I, I I did have someone meet me for uh, something to eat. So then I got there at about. I'm thinking, well, if I get there at eight o'clock, and, and again I went alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get there at eight o'clock. And, Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I left you. Hanging. I did. I went there alone. So I get there at, at eight o'clock, right? And the first group is just coming on. 
At eight. At eight o'clock. And I'm All like, right. oh, yeah, it's going to be. A but that, but long that seems long. right. Doors at seven. Yeah, I guess so. Right? I guess okay. so. Right. Get, get everybody thirty minutes. To get they, in. And they were awesome. Right. This this, uh, this uh, girl and guy group out of Nashville. I had never heard of them, but I mentioned them to you, and you said they were great. So they 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 were pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so then, so now it's like it's nine it's nine fifteen, and the the second act has not even come on yet. Which I wanted to hear them, James Jamestown Revival. They're they're great. That, it sounds like was that bluegrass? I can't. No, tell. no, no. I don't it's know who it's they are. more. It's kind of a rock bluesy type type music. Okay. So they come on. They were great. Um. So now it's like they keep on playing. So it's like one of those that you can tell they're like, oh, this is our last song, and they play it. And then they, after that song's over, they kind of look around, they talk, and then they get to, they huddle together. Then they come back and they play another song. Another and I'm like, song. <laughs> what is going on? You know, tick-tock, so TikTok. Finally, at at like ten thirty, they leave, and I'm like, I'm not staying out forever yeah. by myself on a Friday night. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So literally, the record company comes on at ten forty five. Well, yeah, it's, but that's late. But it's stars. not terribly late, right? Well, I mean, if you guys were with me, I'd be like, let's let's push it on through. But I'm telling you, I heard three of their songs, and I'm like, I'm out. Because, I mean, this is Jacksonville. I'm driving home to St. Augustine. Had a long drive. So I'm an old guy, and pushing it on through for me is staying up past nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Alan made it to the door. He was like, I'm out. I'm out. It's the door's open at 730. Well, so the three songs that you heard. The three songs that I heard were off the charge. Right. But, you know, and then, but then I left. And here's the worst thing. I don't did know. Did you hear you, our song? I did not. Oh, which I had wanted to hear our song. You got to stay for not. our song at least. And, and I, I do all this rant to say this. And I know we got to move on to our bourbon. But I say this. Uh, so I don't know if you've been to anything in downtown Jacksonville. But they shut down the Main Street Bridge. So to get home, they hmm. reroute you through San Marco. And it takes forever. And I'm so glad I have a forum now to, to talk about my distaste. They want people to come downtown. They want people to see shows. But it takes you an extra <laughs> 60 minutes to get yeah. home. Welcome to the downtown of you can't get there from here. I right? don't understand it, it. Everything shuts down and moves around. It makes we, no we sense. We were down me. last night for Monster, Monster Jam, Trump. which, oh, yeah, my goodness. Uh, my first time going. Unbelievable, by the way. I, I'm, that's going to be a staple for me from here on out. But to your point, it's hard to get in and out of the downtown area. And I would love to go down there for more stuff, more concerts, more shows, maybe a couple games, whatever. But it's tough, it's tough to get in. Mr. Brooks, tell us about Angels Envy, and I got a new song for you. Ooh. Oh, I'm excited. So Angels Envy originated in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, it's produced by the... Uh, Louisville Distilling Company, which is a subsidiary of uh, Bacardi. Um, it's 86 proof, 86.6 if you want to be exact. It's, it is it is aged. Here's the here's a neat thing. It's aged four to six years in uh, oak, new oak barrels, American oak. And then it's blended and then in, in it's double matured in port barrels. And then it's, it's matured in the port barrels for about six months. And then it's blended again before it's bottled. So it came to the market in uh, 2011, and you can get it for less than fifty dollars. So yeah, right at fifty bucks. Yeah, less than fifty bucks. And this is your favorite. It Kelly. depends on where you're at. We have some friends that actually reached out to us through our email, bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail and said uh, last week we did Woodford, right? So they reached out, and their prices are a little bit more in New York. Well, than yeah, ours. well, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but yeah, this is my favorite. And I gotta be honest, I. I um, we went to our local store up front with Drew, and I, I just like the bottle. To be full disclosure, the bottle was so legit that I was like, man, what is this? And I grabbed it, and he said, that's that's really good stuff. You have a good eye. So how long ago was that? Ooh, two years ago, maybe. Um, a friend of mine, Ben, had turned us on to uh, Basil Hayden, which I'd had some of that, and this was next to it. And it's around the same price point. So I liked the bottle and took it home and fell in love with it. It's my favorite bourbon that I've had outside of something that's like ridiculously expensive so well i know that um i don't know if the people out there that are listening have seen the bottle but on the back of it there are angels wings Wing. and that's what kelly has tattooed on his back so yeah, that's probably a, why you like I went that. And got a his, lower, his back, lower back that's right <laughs> <laughs> got a lower back tattoo some angels wings and my wife loves it yeah it's great so so this stuff is is it, it was the idea of a, a fellow named lincoln henderson who god bless him is uh, apparently is a genius in the or former he's, he's passed away now, but uh, he was a genius in the bourbon world. He he actually uh, 
was the creator of Woodford Reserve, which Hamilton, that's your favorite. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and pour a couple glasses. So, yeah, yeah, please do. Um, and he had the idea because he saw that several whiskeys uh, overseas, like scotches, were made, uh, were finished in port barrels. And he thought, well, why is nobody trying this with bourbon? And so after he retired from uh, Brown Foreman, which is the uh, owner of Woodford. Woodford, yeah. Uh, after he retired from there, he decided he'd get into, get into business with his son, and uh, they tried tried making this Angels, Angels Envy stuff. And uh, Yeah, so his son Wes, and then I, I think, the, I guess Wes's son is Kyle. So that would be yeah, Lincoln's no, grandson. Third generation. Yeah. So that, third generation. What a cool thing to come out of retirement and start a business. With that, your son. Not yeah. only just start a business, but it's highly successful. Extremely I've heard rumors successful. that this, is, this stuff is... Uh, becoming harder and harder to find. I, I haven't found that to be the case, but I've heard that. I've heard rumors that Angels Envy yeah. is going to be hard to find. But. Well, that's um. So I guess Bacardi was a really early in, early investor in the whole process. They were one of the originals, and um, then they ended up buying it. Which we kind of talked about at pre-show. Are we okay with that? And I'm, I'm, you know, if they stay out of making it, and as long as they distribute it and give them backing to do what they want to do, I know they just right. opened up a distillery downtown Louisville, uh, which is really cool. I'm fine with it. You well, know? Yeah, I think it's just the distributorship. I think a lot of these yeah. uh, smaller bourbon companies want to sell their their product to a bigger company so that they can get the the uh, the, the volume out to the to the masses yeah as long as you're right ham as long as they kind of stay away from the process of how it's made i mean a lot of people may not realize that some of your favorite bourbons are probably owned by a japanese, yeah. a japanese company right, right? so yeah. jim beam centauri yeah centauri um so back to uh lincoln he helped develop woodford which we said uh, also gentleman jack and then jack single so man to be that guy and to have that yeah. legacy, and I'm not do do you know um, what year he died? I know it was soon, it was or, like 2003, I think. Oh, it was later. Was it? Yeah, yeah I thought it was they, 2013, maybe. Yeah, 2013. 2013. That's yeah, it. Sorry. Because they yeah. did 2011 when they came out with right. it, and um, I, you know, so he he didn't get to see this the success that uh, Angels Envy has had, yeah. which is you know kind of unfortunate. So Al, going to put you on the spot. Oh. You have a good Angels Envy story. Okay. <laughs> so you were you were at a place that I'm going to pull it out of you. Okay. You were at a place in Jacksonville. I don't even know this um, with Aaron, and they were pouring Angels Envy before it was oh, popular. Uh, yeah. And we won't say where it was, yeah, but well, they were but they well, were very they liberal. Were, no kidding. And, and yeah, I won't, I won't say where it was. We were in Jacksonville. Um, they didn't know what it was, and they didn't know what they had. They literally had no idea what they had. So we said, "Can you pour us a couple?" And that was of what Angels two, two or three years ago. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, probably three years ago. And we said we we take and. The, the first thing the bartender does is, is put it on ice and, and mixes it with water. And we said, whoa, 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 and asked her to pour it again. And she poured it again. Neat. And she charged us five bucks a glass. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. She actually and, – and Wrong actually, price point. Here's, the, here's right. the, the worst part. I said, I, I, being the honest guy that I am, I said, are you sure? And she said, I think so. And she said, just a minute. She went and got her manager. And the manager came out and he said – Whatever, yeah, five bucks a glass. So we need to go back to that place. I think it's a little <laughs> directly after the show. I'm yes, pretty sure do. this is a, that was a one time deal. Thanks. I'm sure they figured it out by now. Thanks for not mentioning their their name, so they can keep yeah. that a secret. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, we're gonna roll into our first song. Uh, this is Gary Clark Jr. Ooh, it's yeah. one of those songs, man. This is a great song. This guy's great.
Gary Clark Jr. That that guy is awesome, and 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 new a new artist. I don't know. He's been around for a couple of years, a few years. Yeah, it's now, not, not but, long. But he's, again, some of our favorite music sounds like it's from twenty years ago, right? Yeah, I found him a couple of years ago. I saw him at um, uh, Pontevedra Concert Hall. Oh. And I missed it. I was supposed to go with you, and I missed it again. And he is – first of all, that's a very laid-back song by him. That mm-hmm. guy just just kills the guitar. He can jam. Yeah. I saw him in a movie. I just watched a movie. It's a couple years old now. Chef. It's uh, John Favreau, and, he, and the, he's got a cameo in that movie. I what, love that movie. What? I love that movie. I had no idea it was such a good movie. It was like John Favreau used his stardom to grab all his favorite things in life, like cooking and chefs and Miami and, and – um, uh, a couple of places where well, I used to live in Miami and there's a couple of places that we actually went to that were in that movie. that are really cool. And he had Gary Clark jr. Playing in somebody's backyard, just yeah. hanging out. Like it's just no big deal. Well, that's before I knew who he was. Yeah. too. That, yeah. But he definitely worth checking out. Hey, uh, speaking of checking out, uh, send us an email, bourbon chronicles, radio at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, uh, at the bourbon chronicles and also on Instagram. And speaking of emails, we got a couple of emails, Last week. Oh, yeah. You we guys, have fans. We actually have fans. Our first two. fans. We have two and, fans. And they're not kin to us. Three. We have three fans. <laughs> That's right. Three fans? Well, see, we're up 50% already. So so Rob Hickson, uh, he, he asked us for an old-fashioned recipe, Our, which we're going to talk buddy, about Rob. later. With you. Yep. Uh, and then Jeff Strickland. Um, now, so who's Jeff? How, does anyone know Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. I, I know Jeff. Oh, Jeff right. is a Jeff. friend of a friend. We uh, He went to the same high school I went to. I can't remember what year Jeff was. I feel like he was a few years behind me, but I'm that's not 100% cool. Sure. That's very cool. Yep. Um, so yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, writing us. And, thanks, guys. Shannon, Shannon. Well, we talked about Shannon last week, right? Well, so she, she was number one. She, she was, was number first one and oldest fan, and then so. my mom, and then one of my mom's friends. So yeah, yeah we, so we have if a few. It weren't, if it weren't for you, our fans, we wouldn't even be here. All, all four of you guys. <laughs> we thank would you. Be, four of you. No, we would be here so next but week. No so. one would listen. Next we, week we're planning. <laughs> next week we intend to have five fans. Exactly. So, Sorry, we we set a goal each week, and next was last week we wanted one email, which we got. We got four. So next week we want to have more emails than we have members of our own show. There's four of us, <laughs> and we want to have we want our fans to outnumber us. We need to, we need five, five fans. Five so fans. Bourbon Chronicles Radio at Gmail dot com. So, so Jeff, so, Rob, talk to your friends. Yeah. Yes. Uh, don't forget Mark. Mark asked for the recipe of the. Uh, Oh, that's right. Mark, that's Mark, right. Get on it, Mark. That's there we go. Fans. All right, so let's talk about Angel's Envy. What do you guys think? Delicious. I love it. Sweet, smoky, but smooth. It doesn't have the burn like some of the higher um, uh, proof bourbons might, but I think that's it, it's good to sip. It's also good to maybe blasphemy, but to mix with a cocktail. Ooh. So I love it with an old fashioned. To me, it makes the best old fashioned on the planet because you're not, you know, you're not taking a this some hundred fifty dollar you know, $150 bottle of bourbon and watering it down with other things. But um, we had a buddy email us, like uh, Hamilton just mentioned, and asked about old-fashioned recipes, which is an old thing. And, and back in, like, 1,800 people used to drink old-fashioned when they woke up. It was a cube of sugar, drop of bitters, and some bourbon. And nowadays, people kind of change it up and make it way too, I don't know, foo-foo. And they muddle cherries and oranges in it and put club soda. No thanks. What would you call that, a fruit salad? It- Earlier. Fruit salad. One of your buddies. Yeah, said, I don't know like you the, said that. Yeah, the, shout out, shout out to Josh Duncan for uh, well, his nickname was Slop in uh, in college. He Did had you some, say Slop or Lop? Z L O P. Slop. And if you if can you imagine someone in your mind that would be have a nickname with Slop? Yeah, he's Zlop. got a dirty T shirt. That's on. him. Oh yeah, he had a, that T shirt in college. Was he nasty. had some fun things to say about you too. I though. love that. I love that. Yeah, guy. we won't say him, him here. So yeah, we'll we'll say him later. Maybe in the last segment. Last segment. FCC may be listening (laughs) so all right so here's my honest opinion and i told you guys earlier it's here's the thing about angel's envy so they say that it's um uh four to six years in the barrels Mm -hmm. which means that someone's tasting it all the time to make sure that it's ready to become angel's envy that's right um so every bottle is going to taste a little bit different is that fair yeah, well, what happens is the way it works is so it's it says four to six years. So it it it's not that they don't know. It's either four or somewhere between four and six. They take some barrels that have been aged four years, some barrels that have been aged six years, and some in between, and they blend them together. Okay, and the way and the reason they blend them together is they're trying to reach a certain taste profile, and they're they're trying to get that taste profile uh, before they put it in the port barrel. 
And then they got to do that again when they pull it out of the port barrel. And they're tasting this stuff constantly right. before they say it's actually Angel's Envy. And it's not just Angel, Angel's Envy that does that. A yeah, lot of, of different bourbon companies mm-hmm. do that. Uh, but it was really interesting to read how it's So made. then they once they get it to that point, then they put it into the port barrels to add an extra flavor to it. Just change the flavor profile, make it unique. So what I was wondering earlier is we, we did uh, the double oaked last week, mm-hmm. which they put in barrels after, mm-hmm. you know, so they dub, double oak it. Yeah. Um, double barrel, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I wonder, did, did I, I guess Lincoln left and then he did Angel's Envy and they did this because it's, it's kind of new, right? It's kind of, it, it pushes the envelope of what, true bourbon would be because they put it in barrels after so i wonder if woodford after they saw that did yeah how many people copied it what he did you're right because here's one of the innovators of true the classic bourbon that just finished in charred barrels he came out of retirement going once we get all the rules established of bourbon what else can we do with it which is pretty cool so i will say from tasting it is i'm not feeling it I don't. It's it's. I've had Angel's Envy before. Mm. For some reason tonight, you reckon like, it's just the just the batch. Did you say from? you reckon? Uh, I did. Well, <laughs> reckon's the word, man. It's Look it up. Sense. Listen, it's you're from Kentucky. You should know what that is. Well, I, I haven't said reckon in a long time, though. Yeah. Next, it's gonna be fixing. Fi- are we fixing to eat supper? Well, it's um, not fixing. It's fin. It's fin. So, yeah, so you were gonna say you reckon? Go ahead. What? I'm I don't sorry. remember. You threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of my vernacular but so, well i i don't know if it just it doesn't <laughs> taste um I, I, oh i know, I know. you reckon Go. it's your sinuses it, it could be that's what it could be my sinuses. is it is it batch by batch i mean this one you can look on the bottle and see that it's um you know it's batch 597 so it was was 598 better was was batch 500 different well, that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that they're yeah. gonna well kelly gonna you've had different. a bottle from just about every batch so you should be able to <laughs> tell us you know what honestly i do think this one doesn't taste as good of, it's not as sweet and it's got a little bit more of a uh, i don't know like a grassy note like an earthy note to it than ones i've had before i want to say this real quick because i, I should have earlier but uh in in our uh, our second hour or second half hour i should stay i should say uh uh, Tobin Stuby from um, Five Loaves Two Fish uh, Food Truck is. We're going to be calling him oh, yeah. and talking about. Uh, we're going to ask him all kinds of things. So stick stick around for that. Uh, but I wanted to say that real quickly before, as we go ahead and talk about the bourbon. So, and th- and that's awesome. I have to stay there for a minute because there's a bunch of food trucks in Jacksonville. And uh, well, I, we talked about Chef, and oh, I just oh man, that, and Chef that is a movie truck, about food trucks. That guy's truck. It's it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. My wife's way my favorite like he's got some stuff on his truck that's just unbelievable so hey, it's cool that we get to be fans of the people that are that's <laughs> that right talk to unfortunately us. we don't have food from him right now yeah we gotta, love to be i brought it. some treats in for for later oh but good. we'll see what for, those for are. later he says yeah you can't have them now so I, can you guys talk about the name angels envy yeah it's sure uh, kelly well, i get well i guess you put me on the spot but i don't know you probably know more about it than i do but i guess when bourbon is in the barrel some of it is evaporated in the air. That's mm-hmm. right. Consider yep. that the angel share, and some of it is angel share. That's is, is um, absorbed into the barrel. We call it the devil's cut, and that's the devil's share, or devil's cut, or whatever. Yep. So I don't know if this was between the two, because if it's the angel share, it wouldn't be their envy. I'm not really sure there. Oh, how they yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think about so that whatever, whatever they bottle is what the angels envy. So oh, the angels, envy, they don't get it. The angels don't get it. So they, oh, nice. they envy it. That's, so that's, that's exactly that's two. That's two that's home runs today. <laughs> Man, he's out of the park. So, I, so water absorbs quick, uh, absorbs faster than alcohol because it's smaller. So, if it's in the top, we're in the warehouse where if it's hotter, then the water is going to evaporate quicker. And if it's lower, then then when the heat hits the lower, the alcohol comes out, mm. and that makes the angel share. So, when you walk into, um, I haven't been to many Rick places, House. but but if you walk into the the one that I can always remember is at Woodford. Uh, you walk into that warehouse and you smell the bourbon in the air. Mm. It's really amazing. And I, that, I, they call that the angel share. I cooked. I, had, I filled my house with angel share today then because we cooked. My buddy Clayton and I cooked um, some stuff that had bourbon in the recipe. And the whole house smelled like cooked mm. bourbon and brown sugar. It was fantastic. That's good. Yeah. That's the good. kids came in and were like, what's going on in here? <laughs> so, Alan, what do you think about uh about the drink? Well, you know, I mean, this has been one of my favorites for a long time. Mm. You know, Kelly and I talked about this one time before this was one of the first bourbons i really ever tasted I, uh, basil hayden was probably the first one 
mm-hmm. that I, I really enjoyed. But I had this over at another neighbor's house, uh, Mark uh, Marabito. Who That's should, right. He should be listening right now. So shout out to hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. And uh, I had it at his house and loved it. So uh, And then Kelly, I never had to buy a bottle <laughs> because Kelly bought everything. So if Drew had a bottle, Kelly was going to get it. I could just and, that. um and so I could just walk next door to Kelly's house and get all I wanted. So, but yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's 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 sweet. It's sweeter than most bourbons, and it's actually smoother than a lot of bourbons. Believe it, it or not, even even higher end bourbons, it's smoother than that. And I think it's like Kelly says because the proof is a, a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, so, if you are a beginning bourbon drinker, if if you're an amateur like we are or like I am, all of us, this is a really good place to start. It's good mid range, and I got, like I said, it's it's one you can sip alone, but it makes great cocktails too. So I, I will I'll give you my recipe. Someone asked me for my recipe of an old fashioned, and you don't do sugar cube. Make simple syrup out of demerara sugar, the, the not brown sugar, but it's like like a burnt sugar, whatever. And then you put a um, little bit of bitters in that, and a little bit of um, angels heaven. And I reckon you got the best <laughs> you're going to make all week. I'm telling you. It is great. Well, I, you know what? I just I looked at the clock. We're at thirty one uh, minutes since we've been uh, talking. What does and, that mean? Well, do we go with the guy that tells us how we uh, oh, taste we it? Should. It's a how to taste, right? So, I, do we have time, Alan? What oh, do you we, think? yeah. So we this guy's time. name is Richard Patterson, and, yes. and I've this watched several of his videos and, and tried to learn how to to, to taste bourbon or whiskey. And <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. He, he is a character, and you just got to hear. What he says, uh, how to smell the whiskey. How, how to smell. <laughs> yeah, this is a use. Oh, here we go. So what you must do is take the bottle. Bottle. Pour it into the glass. This is swirl so- it around, as I said to you before. Throw it out. Throw it because out. Because you want to get rid of any odors that are perhaps <laughs> on the lip of the glass. What? Swirl it around. Bring it up and say, hello. Hello. Then you hello. go back to it. How are you? How are and you? then you go like- back to it. Quite well. Quite <laughs> Thank you very much. Now remember, right, can you do, right, get into right, it. Can you go Don't back? go like this. I want to None of this again. stuff. You want to get at it quite well. Thank you very much. Now remember, get into it. Don't go like this. And None of this stuff. You're, you want you're to not get watching the right video, so he is sticking me. his nose in that glass. I mean, all the way in. All right, so he goes, hello. So How wait, are wait. you? How are you? I could listen to that guy talk all so day you, long. So you, you put it in your nose and you go. First you, first you pour it out. <laughs> hello. Which no, is there is no dumping it on the floor like There's, that guy this did. This is absurd. So wash your cup first. Wait, do that. Hello, and then you go. How are you? And then what's the third one? What was the third one? Yeah. Hello, fine, and you? you, and thank you very, very much, well or something you. like that. I don't know, but his nose is quite large in that glass. <laughs> yeah, right. He's almost drinking it through <laughs> his nose. Really it's so is. big. <laughs> But so, it's a really good video. It's, it's pretty entertaining. This guy's a character. You what's, his name, what's his name again? Richard Patterson. Hey, tell you what, we'll put we'll put a link up to it on our Instagram yeah, we'll and put it our on Facebook Instagram. page. Yep. All right, we're oh, rolling yeah. to another song. We're gonna talk to uh, Tobin uh, coming after this.
Kelly, that's yours. Oh, the Black Keys. Love it, love it, love it. We, that's I saw a great them. Song. Man, it, it's a prayer. If you listen to the lyrics, it's actually like a prayer. That's why you got to go back and listen to our show several times on uh, SoundCloud tomorrow. We actually put the show up on like what Monday afternoons, Ham, and you can listen to yep. it through uh, SoundCloud and. And uh, but that you can listen to all our music several times. So you you're you're a big fan of those guys, right? My favorite. So my, the best concert, hands down, I've ever seen, and it was probably ten years ago. We happened upon him. my buddy. My buddy Clayton um, said, "Hey, you're, we were, these guys are playing in Miami. We lived there at the time, and sent me a CD that he'd burned." Oh wait, so Clayton, which Clayton's in the studio with yeah. us. So he was hey, the Clayton. one that introduced you to. Uh, he sent me. He goes, "We're going to see these guys. They're they're up and coming." And we show we show up there. There's like three thousand people, maybe maybe in the um, the Fillmore at Jackie Gleason Theater, and I'm like, what is this? And there's a drum set and a guitar and an amp. And I will tell you, it felt like there was an army of musicians there. They were so good, man, oh man. and that was like their second, maybe third album. And it just everything about it just melted you. They were great. So um, and they've come, they've gotten more much bigger and more produced since then. But if you want to listen to some really good garage heavy blues. Go listen to those guys' first three albums. Very cool. Are yeah. we good? Uh, we're about to find out. Oh, oh, it's a For live Tobin? radio. Let's... Live radio people. For Tobin? All right, let's we're go. Let's roll it. Here we go. Tobin. Drum roll. Well, Drum roll. Hold on. Tobin, are you there? Yeah. No, he's... Yeah. Oh, oh yes, Tobin! we did it! We did it. <laughs> man, oh, man. You're our first uh, interview by phone, and we were praying that we didn't hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> and that I answered the phone. And that you answered the phone. <laughs> so wow, this is a really uh, a really good situation. This is a win win for us and you. So, yeah, man. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, this is Tobin Stuby. He is the owner of Five Loaves, Two Fishes uh, Food Truck, and also, um, what's the name of your cafe? Is it also Five Loaves, Two Fish? Yep, Five Loaves, Two Fish Cafe. That's downtown Jacksonville, right? Yeah, tell us yeah, where that's at. Yeah, on the, on the on the South Bank and uh, River Place Tower Building. Nice. So, New home to Ameris Bank as well. Well, I know there's going to be a lot, of, no pun intended, a lot of uh, cooks in the kitchen right now because we're all going to want to ask you questions, yeah. Tobin. Get ready, Tobin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, boy. This is Hamilton. I, I've never met you, and, and I, I'm ashamed to say I've never uh, – I'm the only one here that hasn't tried your food. And you should be ashamed. I should. I'm definitely ashamed (laughs) because these guys are raving about it. Uh, But obviously they're not, they're not that good of friends. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What made you do what you do? What made you become a chef and then do a food truck and then uh, do a brick and mortar? Man, it's, uh, it's been a long career so far, about, uh, 27 years. Wow. Uh, but, uh, Going way back to the beginning when I first started cooking, I uh, worked at this chicken wing place, and they were deep-frying hot dogs, and one of the customers said, that was the best hot dog I've ever had. <laughs> That's where he met Alan, the deep-fried hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and that kind of clicked something. I was like, oh, wow, you can uh, make people happy, with you know? Cooking food. And then it wasn't until a couple years later got into a – independent restaurant where we're actually cooking where i started to fall in love with cooking well you came a long ways from deep fried hot dogs my man there's some really good stuff on your truck uh i gotta give a shout out for my wife bethany who i think eats at your truck every time it's on the south side you go to the uh, uh, gate parkway area pretty frequently yep. right so oh, she, yeah. that kaylin quinoa salad is like her she tries to get me how to uh, to make it and i can't I, I can't replicate that. It's, um, that's untouchable, man. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a winner at the restaurant too. Yeah, he's trying to get you to give secrets. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get me like send me a couple bags of it, so I can <laughs> pretend like I made it at home and, and tell Bethany I made it myself. No. But um, we, we we've seen you at a couple festivals. You actually come to the Palencia neighborhood in St. Augustine every now and again, right? Oh yeah, yep. with the truck. Are you still running the truck as as often as you used to? Now that you got the brick and mortar. I tried to. It was supposed to go out today, but the batteries were dead. So, that's the, uh, man, the things that you don't think about, right? Yeah. That's that's the food truck life, right there. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, tell me the origin of the name. How did the name come about? Uh, it, it's biblical. Nice. Uh, one of the times, uh, a miracle that Jesus performed, uh, feeding a group of five thousand men. Uh, I guess there was a little boy with his lunch. They equate it to and 
multiplied it to feed the crowd with five loaves of bread and two fish. And it's just kind of a, you know, from uh, my faith perspective, a uh, reminder that, that Jesus is, uh, you know, the source for life and sustenance beyond just mere food. And starting with the food truck, I always try to use local fresh ingredients, uh, local fish, uh, local bakeries for bread and grass-fed beef. So, you know, I can guarantee you that's the uh, the loaves and the fish were local there. So, well, it's it's funny kind of you tied the two together. It's funny you said the five thousand people because Alan was commenting earlier. You can go to a, a park, and we're not naming names here, but you can see the like six or eight food trucks in line. There will be five or six people in every line for every food truck. And then you get to Tobin's truck, five loaves, two fish. It'll be 15 and there's like 5,000 people. people in line for that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're cranking through some food. I don't even understand how you plan when you go to an event like that. How do you not just run out of food instantly when it's that good? I mean, you got to pack a lot of food on that truck. That's crazy. Well, that's a question for yeah, Tobin. Yeah, yeah, a good amount. Uh, you know, there's, there's sometimes, I, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge, but, you know, there's sometimes I might go somewhere and it just, doesn't turn out as well as I planned, but that's kind of the nature of the restaurant industry, no matter what end of the spectrum you're on. So what, uh, for those like me that don't know, what type of food do you have on your truck and at your restaurant? Uh, the restaurant, the core of the menu came from all the stuff that's tried and true off the food truck over the last three years. Uh, grass fed burger. Mm. I do that with uh, bacon jam on it. Oh, bacon. Uh, man. Bacon. I do together. I do a braised lampita, which is a lot like a gyro, uh, but instead of the uh, the processed meat product they use, this is actually a lamb shoulder that's braised for twelve hours and pulled. That's my and favorite. So that, yeah, it's got a you know, it's got a lot of flavor in there and, and uh, good textures. But that kale and quinoa salad, you know, that's at the restaurant now. So I just took a lot of the favorites from the truck and then expanded it to have more variety and more of an offering for the restaurant. I know you so guys. Big space, so. I know you guys did the uh, the Valentine's Day thing. How did that work out for you? It turned out real well. We had about sixty people, which nice. being a new restaurant, yeah, nobody really great. knew we were there yet. You know, it's a pretty good turnout. And uh, the the restaurant's right on the river, and so the views are beautiful. You got the Main Street Bridge all lit up in the water, and it's got floor to ceiling windows all on two sides of the dining room. Yeah, I've, I've not been there yet, but I've seen pictures. It is really nice. And now you're on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Oh yeah. So everybody, go uh, go check out. Uh, we'll uh, put some links up on yeah, our we'll Facebook and some, our Instagram. Yeah, we'll too. definitely share that. Hey, so, Tobin, I got a question for you. What? Uh, so when you're co- when you're at home, do you cook? Number one, do you cook? And number two, what do you cook when you're at home and you're not working? <laughs> Fried hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> with bacon jam. Something real simple and light, because you know, running the business, uh, it's seven days a week, twenty four hours a day working. So, you know, actually, uh, I was here working on new menus and programming the menu in the computer and. So it'll be something real simple here. Perfect. Kind of like my wife, you know. She, You're not saying your wife wants. is simple, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like anybody with their job. By the time they get home, that's going to be the last thing they want. Exactly. That's right. Stouffer's Lean Cuisine, <laughs> Microwave, it is. Hey, uh, assuming you get the batteries all fixed up in the truck, um, you want to give us, uh, if you have an idea of where you're going to be this week with the truck? Uh Thursday, it's going to be out for lunch uh, at uh, RSNH. It's an office building. It might be the one where your wife goes off of uh, Gate Parkway, just south of the town center. She will find you, I promise. <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> that's, that's on Thursday? Yeah, that's on Thursday. And then, uh, you know, man, I don't know. It's going out somewhere Friday night. But then Saturday is the... Uh, jacksonville science festival out at uh metropolitan park all day on saturday so we'll be out there nice, nice yeah. science festival we so we celebrate science that's Wait, awesome did you say science i said science wow i had I, never heard of a I science cool. festival I, this is really enlightening <laughs> <laughs> well cool all right so we're going to roll into other song tobin 
Thank you. Thank uh, you, Tobin. Ladies and gentlemen, five yeah, loaves, two fishes, uh, Tobin Stuby. Check out his truck and then check out his brick and mortar downtown Jacksonville. Thanks, brother. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, shout out All to right, his guys. wife, Deb. In your heart, and the truth on your tongue, you'll be walking in tall cotton all your days. You'll be walking tall cotton all your days. Well, the years roll by, and I've done all I could follow her advice and it turned out good I've been walking in tall cotton all of my days I've been walking in tall cotton all of my days told my good friend Zora on the telephone Though the past is gone and the future's unknown, you'll be walking in tall cotton all your days. Child, you'll be walking in tall cotton all your days. So baby, please don't quit me I'll be walking with you In tall cotton All our days We'll be walking In tall cotton All our days It's a long way to heaven And then again it's here and now If you know where to find it My great grandma told me how Keep a shiny pair of shoes, child. You'll always be in style. You'll be walking tall cotton all your days. Yeah, you'll be walking tall cotton all your days. You'll be walking tall cotton all your days. All right, Alan just took my headphones. <laughs> Alan literally took my headphones and I had to point to his. I'll teach you. Preemptive. Why did you put them over here in front I of me? I didn't. You grabbed them no, they're right, they're right here. here in front oh, of me. Not here we you. go. Boys, play nice. <sighs> Thanks, Nicole. Hey, was that? That, was, uh, that was Eric Bibb. Um, and the name of the song is Tall Cotton. And Eric Bibb is uh, probably, he's one of my favorite guy, favorite artists. He's he's very mellow. He's, he's got a lot. He's influenced a lot by uh, like Mississippi Delta blues. Yeah, he lives over in, in. Believe it or not, he lives over in Norway or somewhere really? like that. Yeah, he's 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 been there for a long, long time since he was like twenty years old. And he's, if you ever see pictures of him, he looks pretty young, but he's he's like he's getting up there. And uh, so he's been in Norway for a number of years, but he comes back and he tours. And- so I never heard of him before you sent that song this week, and I was, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a lot, he's got a ton of stuff out there. Yeah, he's he's been recording for I don't you know a lot of years. All right, so you guys, uh, you got, you, are you guys NBA basketball fans? I mean, I, no, I grew up with basketball in Kentucky. No. With nope. the NBA All Star Game is tonight. I like, I like basketball. It is. It is tonight. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy. That's so. what. Every time you hear that, it's me moving this microphone. Mm-hmm. So I just want. I love. Right. I love basketball. Let's get that straight. Played it as a kid. Love college basketball. Love March Madness tournament. Mm-hmm. You asked specifically about NBA, and I do not like NBA because I don't like. I Did you like grow it. up liking it though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Michael yeah, back Jordan. In the days, well, with no, Jordan before the Labor or even Bert, when it Dr. Was, J. Yeah. I forgot you were older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was an ABA fan. 
I think, but back then you didn't have as many players that were bigger than the game. I feel like today that the soap opera that is the NBA is like there's several players and you hear more about their contracts and who they do and don't want to play for. It's almost like pickup basketball, right? They go to the playground and and they they pick their teams and and there's collusion between the teams and you hear, you hear more about who decided they didn't want to do this on their contract than you do about the actual sport and the game itself. And that's what irritates me. So you hear more about the players and when, when the majority of the players, I get it, Michael Jordan was bigger than the game when he played, but they're probably only three or four guys, and his caliber of talent was was due, that mm-hmm. recognition. But you got guys that they're not even Hall of Famers that demand so much attention each week, week in, week out. That And, and uh, Hamilton, you came across a story. Oh, my word. All right, yeah, I was pulling it up. Just, so Kyrie Irving, uh, he, it's, he's a full Four-time All-Star. Uh, he's very good. He's great. He plays with LeBron. At, Where do you uh, play college? In Cleveland. Uh, well, let's. We don't want to talk about that. I'm a Kentucky uh, fan, so we don't talk about Duke. Okay. Ever. <laughs> he played at Duke, right? <laughs> what about he North played, Carolina? You talk about North I'm Carolina? okay with North Carolina. <laughs> Duke is just a is, is uh, yes. Your he, point. He is. played Duke. So usually you get some, with the exception of one of the guys that's playing currently, you usually get some pretty smart guys that are that are well-rounded individuals that play for Mike Shashevsky, right? Y- you would think, and Duke is not an easy school to get into. Nope. It's not. All right. So unless you're a basketball I tried. star, <laughs> unless you're, you tried, I tried. They laugh. Uh, I, I, all right. So Kyrie Irving uh, during a podcast uh, uh, this week said that uh, he really, actually, earnestly believes that the Earth is flat. The Earth is what? The Earth is flat. That's it's and, not round. And flat is in like as in flat. Like, like you're gonna fall off of it. As in, if Christopher Columbus sails, his ship is going to fall off the end of the earth. And this right? is a, a grown man. This is a grown, a grown man. man. Educated. Educated. Does he also believe that the earth is carried on to turtles? I don't know. He might. And after this tirade that he goes he's got to be a conspiracy theorist. Okay, so I, I just I got to read his quote. So just Please. to get the full, okay. For what I've known for many years and what I've been taught is that the earth is round. But if you really think about it from a landscape of the way we travel, the way we move, and the fact that, can you really think of us rotating around the sun and all the planets align, rotating in specific dates, being perpendicular with what's going on with these planets and stuff like this? Calm down. What is going on? Oh, my God. When you're bigger than, when you think you're bigger than. That was not a coherent sentence. I thought it was beautifully. like this. You you didn't misread that. That's actually what he said. That's actually what he said. graduated from Duke. And and so. Duke University. uh, And LeBron came out and said, they asked LeBron about it. Because it's become pretty big news. I mean, if you Google it, it's everywhere. What did LeBron say? LeBron's like, well, Kyrie's my little brother. And whatever Kyrie believes, I'm going (laughs) to. He's like patted him on the head. Poor, poor he Kyrie. Couldn't, he couldn't just come right out and say, <laughs> "Poor little guy." I mean, That's tough. Come man. on, man. You don't. I mean, how, come on. At I, what point are you so angry with everything around you that you think that the world is flat? And I, I read part of that article too, and he said that when they were talking about it, he said the planets, and he used air quotes around the planets, planets. Like, like the planets don't exist. It's all conspiracy theorists that uh, had yeah. made up all that. I was, was going to say he's got to be a conspiracy theorist of some type. I mean, so that kind of encapsulates what I have an issue with when it comes to the NBA in particular. Now, every sport has someone that thinks they're bigger than anything else they've learned or someone's taught them, right? But the NBA seems awash with guys like that. Like it's just like. They're bigger than the sport. Their contract is more important than anybody else's. Their opinion is more important than their team. And I don't know if that's a millennial thing. We that's a whole other topic for a whole other show. Yeah. So maybe next week we uh, we oh. don't talk about the bourbon so much, and we just talk about millennials. Dive into Generation X versus millennials versus Alan. You're a I don't we know we I'm talked called. about this earlier. Baby Who boomer. Knows? No, maybe. I'm after the baby boomers and somewhere before Generation X. I think I he's I'm Gen a- X. And he just doesn't want to admit it. I maybe. I don't know if he is though. I mean, uh, it's, there's a generation in between the baby boomers and Gen X, and I'm that. They broke. That they is. broke the mold when they made out. Yeah. I'm a God, gapper. He's a gapper. God was like, hey, Here. talking about speaking of sports, really quick. Did you guys see the story uh, of uh, so apparently a zoo in Atlanta and a oh, zoo is this the in New England? Thing? A zoo in New England and a zoo in Atlanta made a bet, and the uh, loser of the Super Bowl had to name a baby animal. At their zoo after the winning quarterback, and so oh. Atlanta. Oh, I did. That's awesome. The classy, classy city that they are. They actually decided that, that since they lost the Super Bowl, they were going to name 
a baby cockroach <laughs> after Tom Brady. So there's little baby Tom Brady cockroach running around. There's like in the thousands of them. So it's one of those screaming cockroaches. Oh. And, and a- so they named the entire family after the Bradys. So there's Marsha and uh, what are all the <laughs> Bradys? Funny. I forget. But. And Tom. You want to be so and, it's Marsha. Tom. Tom's the uh, oldest boy. <laughs> Marsha, Jan, Cindy. You know them all? Peter, Bobby, Greg. Well, well, so Boom. So, Look at you. Let me cool. just drop this mic. Where were they what, on the opening show when they were in the grid? <laughs> oh, I don't know that. Do you know where they were located? But I do know. I think Alice was in the middle. Alice? Wasn't Alice in the middle? Um. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah, at the very end. Email us in. at bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, my mom will be a, on that one. Give us the <laughs> Your layout. mom listens? What was the uh, what was the, the maid, the housekeeper's name? Alice. 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 Yeah. yeah. You think Wait, she was she's in, in the, the middle? middle? I think she I was think in the she middle. Well, she looks around with that smirk on her face. The first email to give us the correct order of the grid, we'll figure out some sort I think of giveaway. You're right. I think she was in the middle. Yep. Yeah. I'm bringing back my... Uh, 70s and early 80s knowledge. I love Brady Bunch, man. I yeah. watch that all the time, and and Ellie likes it a lot too. Now we've kind of got we went back to the episodes. It's on. I think it's on TV Land. Yeah, yeah. I can't good. wait to introduce my kids to the, to the Dukes of Hazard. I don't know if that's I don't know what, like what the you appropriate know, I was just age thinking, limit is. You I, the whole show. I've been sitting here and I've I've seen a voice over there, but I can't really see you. I just see a head. <laughs> Well, I'm wearing my <laughs> the floating head. Oh, I'm wearing sorry. my camo shirt because I learned <laughs> I learned last night that you don't only wear these hunting; you wear them to uh, the Monster Jam, public events like the Monster Jam or a radio show. You know, whatever. This is a this is perfectly acceptable. And is Alan wearing the buck that you're about to shoot? Evening attire. I know. I'm sneaking up on Alan. He didn't even see me coming. <laughs> Well, there were at that show at the Monster Jam truck show. There was a lot of floating heads Can just you? moving around Can the you? audience. Can there was all this cheering, and we could, there was no people in the You fans. sent me that picture. So you much camouflage. <laughs> the floating Can you baby. Please tell me your dentist comment. I mm, about fell off my chair. Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, so if funny. we get a dentist to sponsor the show, then, then I'll absolutely tell you. Right, but there, there needed to be some some work done. <laughs> how many how many NASCAR jackets or t shirts? I, I, I didn't why? see I many. many. Not a lot. There was a lot of gravedigger shirts. Like they have their own following that's outside the realm of NASCAR. Don't Do you think it's that. rigged? Do you think outside the no, realm of no, NASCAR? No, I you know what? Rigged. No, oh, I don't. come on. That's oh. way what? Clayton, Here we go. Yeah, Clayton, Clayton no, yes. Clayton believes it is. It's definitely. I mean, this is WWE on wheels, right? Yeah, but there's certain components of it that you can't rig, like the mechanics. Those those trucks are literally rocket ships on giant tires. They're no, no, no. I'm not talking about the race that they do, but I'm talking about when they... The marketing of it or something? No, no, no. When they do, at the like end... who wins? When they do the whole jumping and that sort of thing. No, because the guy that won did a back flip on a giant but don't you truck. think that every single one of those guys can do the backflip no. off of that no not if they're not if the truck's not running the right way half of them are running around on flat tires you can't do that you can't do the well, backflip. one the of them did one of them did kelly but, thinks that wrestling is real too wrestling is real don't you break my heart <laughs> oh boy this is, this is terrible alan go there he said don't you break my heart don't you break my heart brutus the beefcake that was my favorite Hold you me. took my time away what how long do we have Oh, so you, got, you got the grid. Alice is in the middle. Oh. Boom! My Wait, wife, my wife, my Allison, lovely God, wife. I love Allison, Allison, Allison so Allison much. Listening? Texted a picture of the Brady Bunch, and Alice is in the middle. Man, and I don't know the names of all of them, so I'll let you guys read it if you like. But she said we're having a great show. So. Oh, that's really sweet. all say, right. So say yeah. something about about Allison, man. Could oh, you imagine Alan without her? He'd be the yeah. angriest giant polar bear on the streets. I would be dirty and hungry and <sighs> cold. You ain't hungry. Dirty and hungry and cold. You, you are not hungry because you said you made four meatloafs today. Is that That's right? That's right. I did. I did make four made meatloafs. One for me, one for Hamilton, one yep. for Nicole. They're for sale. Nice. So are you going to freeze them? Yeah. I, uh, Sundays is the Sunday is the day that I cook for the entire week. I love that. So I cook something on Sunday that we can eat on the entire week. You're a good. You're a good cook too. You uh, cook. You know, uh, he tries. Yeah, no, he's good. No, he is great. But you can go over to Alan's house and just like my house today smelled like bourbon. Alan's house smelled like onions and meat. We didn't do the peanuts. Oh, I forgot. Oh Oh, man, that's a that's a sign of a good show. We got one minute. All right, grab them. Hey, get the peanuts, man. So tell tell me how you did this. So I went. We're talking about meat. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I try and so meatloaf. What do you guys do? Do you do you when you make your meatloaf? Do you just slice it and eat it or what? So my thing is. My thing is I, sl- I I cook the meatloaf, then I 
cool it and put it in the refrigerator and let it get cold. Then I slice it and I put it in the skillet. And, what? Yeah, and, Never. and get it crusty on both sides. That's a good idea. Oh, it's so good. It makes such a difference. You were the one that introduced to me to take banana bread and slice it and sear it in a skillet and eat it like yeah. a pancake. It's oh, God, it is good. So all I did I was, do that with everything. Everything goes did, in a skillet. On, all right. Hold, <laughs> what? No, no. Talk about your peanuts. Well, we got all time. I did was throw some peanuts in a skillet with some bourbon and some brown sugar. And let those melt down and, and you got bourbon peanuts. You could put those in a salad. You could put them in your bourbon. Or eat them with your bourbon. Yeah, I don't think I'd put it in my bourbon. I like it, Kelly. Yeah, I wouldn't put it in my bourbon. Well done, buddy. <laughs> so whatever you want. Thanks a lot to uh, to Tobin Stuby for uh, enduring thanks, us. Thanks, Tobin, um, with his uh, with his time. Five loaves, two fishes, two fish uh, food truck. He's going to be in uh, by RSH. Uh, RSH of- on Thursday, and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of that salad and those uh, that lamb that he, lamb pita. I've never had. I've got to go try that, so good. that food. Uh, shout out to Kyrie Irving yeah. for letting us know that the earth is flat. I promise you, buddy. They've proven it. It's round. Do, uh, so next week, uh, here's the plan that we're thinking that we're going to uh, to do St. Augustine uh, bourbon next week. So uh, nice. tune in for that. Uh, give us a, a, a shout on email, uh, bourbonchroniclesradio at gmail.com. Good night, everybody. Have a See you. See what happens.